Hello to all our viewers. Again, we meet at this special time of ours where we together read from the book of Zohar. Before we start reading, let's hear some guidance from Dr. Michael Eichmann. Let's remind ourselves what we need the Book of Zohar for, what's so special about the Book of Zohar, and what's actually happening here during the reading. Yes? Where are we? So, as we talked about, we are inside the reality called the world of Ensof Infinity. But we are in it unconscious with the question, where are we? In order to bring ourselves to that, ourselves to that feeling of the infinite reality above all limitations and boundaries above this world, certainly, we need to keep some conditions, maintain some conditions, like a person who awakens from being unconscious. So we have a few parameters, a few some things in infinity and in so that we need to try to keep some conditions. So unity, mutual guarantee, the connection between us to be towards everyone, love. But all of these speak to what? Against our ego that doesn't want to keep all these conditions, we do must, we, we must keep them together, together. And then we will be in that corrected system called the system of Ensof. If we do that, certainly this work is against our ego, against our entire will. We hate it. We reject it, but we have to try, make an effort. Nothing more is demanded of us. If we make an effort, this is called to do, we shall do. Right? Let's play at it, you know, like children. And the correct, correct development is only through play. Right? Play, game. It's, I, don't, I don't have the thing, but I play, I act as though I have it. I yearn for it. I try to, to make it be. Right? That's called playing. Right? Trying to make something that doesn't exist. Okay, so let's uh, begin. Let's try together. We are reading from the Book of Zohar, the introduction to the Book of Zohar. Rabbi Shimon's exit from the cave. Rabbi Shimon's exit from the cave, item 185. <clears throat> Rabbi Pinchas was regularly, regularly before Rabbi Ruchumai by the shore of the Sea of Galilee. A great and elderly man was Rabbi Ruchumai, and his eyes grew weak. He said to Rabbi Pinchas, Indeed, I heard that Yochai, our friend, has a gem, a good stone, a sun. I looked in the light of that gem, and it is as the illumination of the sun 
from its sheath, illuminating the entire world. Explanation. Malchut, in all her corrections, is called a good, a good stone, and she is called a gem. He said, Yochai, our friend, has a gem, a good stone, a son, meaning he has already been rewarded with Malchut, with all her corrections and adornments. He looked in the spirit of holiness, in the light of the gem, that it was as illuminating as the light of the sun upon its exit from its sheath, which is the correction of Malchut's future. So the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun, that then she illuminates the entire world. And behold, after the light of Malchut became the light of the sun, and her peak rose to heaven, she illuminated from the heaven to the earth in another pillar of light to the entire world. He was illuminating and going until it was enough for Rabbi Shimon to properly correct the throne of Atik Yomin. The intimation is that he was already rewarded with the two revelations at the end of correction. These are, one, the six verses from the verse, the heavens tell, to the verse, the law of the Lord is whole, and two, the six names that are written from the verse, and there is nothing hidden from its heat through to the end of the psalm. This is so because the light standing from the heaven to the earth and illuminating the entire world implies the six verses and until Atik Yomin comes and properly sits on the throne it indicates those six names. 186. And that light stands from the heaven to the earth and illuminates the entire world until Atik Yomin, meaning Ketel, arrives and properly sits on the, thr- on the throne. <clears throat> meaning, until the end of correction. And that light is entirely included in your home, meaning, in his daughter. Since the daughter of Rabbi Pinchas was the wife of Rabbi Shimon Bar-Yuchai. And from the light that was included in your home, a small and thin light comes out, which is Rabbi Elazar, his daughter's son. He comes out 
and illuminates the entire world. Happy are you. Come out, my son. Come out. Follow that gem that illuminates the world. For the time is ripe for you. Commentary. The daughter of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair was Rabbi Shimon's wife. It follows that Rabbi Shimon is included in the house of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair. This refers to Rabbi Elazar, who came out of the light that was included in the house of Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair. That the light is Rabbi Shimon and his wife, and Rabbi Elazar came out and illuminated the entire world. 187. He went out from him and was about to go into the ship. And there were two men with him. He saw two birds coming and flying over the sea. He raised his voice and said, Birds, Birds, since you fly over the sea, have you seen the place where Yochai is? He waited a little, then said, Birds, birds, go and tell me. They flew away into the sea and departed. Commentary. Rabbi Shimon fled from the kingship, which ordered that he should be killed. And he and his son hid in a cave, and they did not know his whereabouts. This is why Rabbi Pinchas, son of Yair, went to look for him in the islands of the sea. 188. Before he went out to the ship, the birds came, and one of them held a letter in her beak. It said, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai has come out of the cave with his son, Rabbi Elazar. Rabbi Pinchas went to him, and found that he had changed. His body was full of holes and sores from sitting in the cave. He wept over him and said, Woe that I have seen you so. Rabbi Shimon told him, Happy am I that you have seen me so. For had you not seen me so, I would not be so. Rabbi Shimon opened with the commandments of the Torah and said, All the commandments of the Torah that the Creator gave to Israel are written in the Torah in a general way. Commentary. 
For all the years that he had to dwell in a cave, he had to sit there inside the sand to cover his nakedness and engage in Torah. And his flesh was punctured and with sores because of it. <clears throat> Rabbi Pinchas wept over him and said, Woe unto me that I have seen you so. Rabbi Shimon replied to him, Happy am I that you have seen me so. For had you not seen me so, I would not be so. Meaning, I would not have been rewarded with the revelations of the secrets of the Torah, for he was awarded all the great sublimity of his wisdom during those 13 years of fighting in the cave. Rabbi Shimon opened and said, all the, command, <coughs> all the commandments in the Torah that the Creator gave to Israel are written in the Torah in a general way. In the verse, in the beginning God created, until the verse, and there was light. The Zohar explained that the verse, in the beginning God created, is the commandment of fear and its punishment. And all the commandments in the Torah are included in it. So we shall uh, have a brief pause and again listen to Dr. Lightman and then return. To the extent that I want it to be so, I invoke internal inner forces of nature. They are concealed from me, but then they arrive, they come to me. If I yearn to be in a higher degree, my yearning, where I really want to be in it, yes, that yearning, it invites, draws to me to the extent that I yearn, the reforming light. It's my yearning. My yearning is called man. I want to be as the big one. And then a force comes to me accordingly and makes me big. That's the whole thing. When can I invoke that reforming light to become, to be bigger? When I'm attached to it. I'm tied to it. And then I invite its influence on me. I ask for it. And then it comes to me. And when does that connection happen? That connection happens when I'm reading the book of Zohar, especially. There's nothing like the Zohar. All of the books, all of the books that the Kabbalists wrote can bring me the reforming light. But there's none as powerful with respect to the light that comes to me in reading the book of Zohar. Right? So, therefore, one, we want to reach Arvut, mutual guarantee, unity, chesed, and love, to be as one man with one heart, in short, everything that is required of us and explained to us in order to become similar to that state of the upper 
system which is corrected before the shattering as it was then and we read the book of Zohar together and we're constantly thinking about how to come to resemble the upper one so we continue with the introduction to the book of Zohar the article the commandments of the Torah the first commandment 189 in the beginning God created this is the very first commandment this commandment is called the fear of God and it is called the sheet beginning as in the fear of the Lord is the Rashid, the beginning of wisdom. It is also written, the fear of the Lord is the Rashid of knowledge. Since fear is called Rashid, also it is the Sha'al, the gate, by which to enter faith. And the whole world exists on this commandment. Why is it written that fear is the beginning of wisdom and that it is the beginning of knowledge? It is because fear is the beginning of every sphira, for no sphira can be obtained if not by first obtaining fear. This is why he says, that it is the gate by which to enter faith. As it is impossible to obtain whole faith, if not out of fear of God, and by the measure of fear, is the measure of installment of faith. For this reason, the whole world exists on this commandment, for the world exists only on Torah and commandments. As it is written, if not my covenant day and night, I would not put the ordinances of heaven and earth. And since fear is the beginning and the gate of every commandment, as it is the gate of faith, it follows that the whole world exists on fear. As it is written, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. With fear, which is called Rashid, in which all the commandments are included, God created the heaven and the earth. And were it not for fear, God would not create a thing. 190. Fear is interpreted in three discernments, two of which do not contain a worthy root, and one is the root of fear. There is a person who fears the Creator so that his sons will live and not die. Or he fears bodily punishment or a punishment to one's money. Hence, he always fears him. It follows 
that the fear he fears of the Creator is not placed as the root. For his own benefit is the root. And the fear is the result of it. And there is a person who fears the Creator because he fears the punishment of that world and the punishment of hell. Those two kinds of fear, fear of punishment in this world and fear of punishment in the next world, are not the essence of fear and its root. 191. Fear means primarily that one should fear one's master because he is great and rules everything. The essence and the roots of all the worlds and all is regarded as nothing before him. As it is written, and all the inhabitants of the earth count as nothing. He will place his will in that place, which is called fear. There are three manners in the fear of God, only one of which is considered real fear. One. Fear of the Creator and keeping His commandments so that His sons may live and He will be kept from bodily punishment or punishment to one's money. This is a fear of punishments in this world. When fearing punishments of hell as well. Those two are not real fear. For he does not keep the fear because of the commandment of the Creator, but because of his own benefit. It follows that his own benefit is the root, and fear is a derived branch of his own benefit. Three. Fear which is the most important, when one fears one's master because he is great and rules over everything, the essence and the root of all the worlds, and everything is considered nothing compared to him. For he is the root from which all the world expands. Also, his glory appears over all his deeds, and he rules over everything, because all the worlds he created, upper and lower, are considered nothing compared to him, for they add nothing to his essence. It was said, and he will place his will in that place, which is called fear, meaning he will place his heart and desires in that place, which is called fear. He will cling to fear of the Creator willingly and voluntarily, as is befitting and proper with the King's commandment.
192. Rabbi Shimon wept and said, Woe if I tell, woe if I do not tell. If I tell, the wicked will know how to serve their master. If I do not tell, the friends will lose that thing. For where there is holy fear, there is evil fear below, correspondingly, which strikes and beats and slanders. It is a strap with which to lash the wicked, to punish them for their sins. This is why he feared telling, so the wicked would not know how to be rid of the punishment, for their punishment is their purification. By that, he implies that he could not reveal his words in full in this place, so as not to harm the wicked. This is because here he came to disclose how to cling to the tree of life and never touch the tree of death. And only those who have already corrected the discernment of the tree of knowledge of good and evil are worthy of it. But the wicked, who have yet to correct the sin of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, must not know it. For they first need to toil in all the labors until they correct the sin of the tree of knowledge. As it is written, lest he reached out his hand and took also from the tree of life and ate and lived forever. After Adam sinned with the tree of knowledge, he was expelled from the Garden of Eden for fear that he would cling to the tree of life and live forever. And the flaw he had caused in the tree of knowledge would forever remain uncorrected. Hence, to not be lost from the righteous, who are worthy of knowing that thing, he disclosed the matter by way of intimation. So we shall stop here and watch another final clip by Dr. Leitner, please. The extent to which we understand, understand it is completely unimportant. I don't need to understand a thing. While I'm reading, I have to think about how I want to be connected with everyone, with the whole of reality, with all the stars, with all the friends, with the, the evil and with the good, for everything to be together as one, all united in a perfect way. That's all. And and uh, if I can't, a force will come from above. I don't know from where, from within, and do that for me. The moment I feel a little, a little more correct, uh, connected with everything else, 
To that extent, I will discover the spiritual world. It's very simple. That happens inside of us. It's not that we need to fly to some places or anything. It's like when a person is unconscious and suddenly becomes conscious, the picture of where he truly is becomes revealed to him. And that's how we are. The concealment vanishes. And suddenly I feel that here it always was and here it is. The reality which before I could not sense. And it all depends only on me wanting to be together with all the other parts, all connected. And within that corrected system of connection between us, that's what I'll discover. So, that's it for today. Let's meet again tomorrow and read again. Goodbye.